1: Don't look now, but Nebraska football just got another commit for the class of 2023. That makes four in the last, what, 24 hours? Something like that. This is crazy.
0: Another one.
1: Uh, Another one. And by the way, that's 37 now new additions for this upcoming team. Remember, you only have 85 scholarships.
0: Well, they are currently at 101.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We talked about it the other day. The uh, word in in the crypto market is the flippening. Uh, And the flippening is happening in Nebraska's roster. Um, It's... uh it, it 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 it's crazy and it it's interesting too because Matt Rule was very complimentary, has been complimentary. Um, even again on a podcast that it was on the other day saying um you know that that he was impressed with Nebraska's fight against Iowa and, and and you know all that. So it's it's kind of interesting, especially and I don't wanna wanna, you know, downgrade any of the guys he's got because he's taken several chances I, I would call chances, risks Um, But he thinks that a few of these are going to hit on track guys, right? Like he's Mm -hmm. just trying to get speed into Nebraska. Um, But it's interesting to have like as many as three or four of those guys um, while you're inheriting a new roster. And and again, unless there's just some giant donor that we haven't heard of yet that's going to be paying for a bunch of scholarships so that some of these guys can move (laughs) over from the scholarship chart over into walk-ons that are getting their school paid for – there's going to be some cuts made, and now like it's growing every day. It grew by four in the last 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Guys that were on scholarship that probably won't be um, after I this still, spring.
0: I still feel like they're not done. Like I still yeah. feel like there's multiple people who they're targeting for this upcoming class for this 2023 class, whether it be freshmen, whether it be transfers. I still feel like there's there's people that they're targeting uh, to to join the roster uh, for this upcoming season, and it's. It's so weird to see all of these players committing to Nebraska in in such a short span, uh, especially when you hear all the people talking about how difficult it is to recruit to Nebraska and how, mm-hmm. oh, you can't recruit to Nebraska, it's so hard, it's in the middle of the United States and it's cold weather and there's nothing around, there's nothing to do, blah, blah, blah. But Matt Rule and his staff right now are doing a really good job of bringing in some pretty talented players. I mean, Demetrius Bell, who they just got to, to commit 6-1, uh, about 175, 185, somewhere around there. Wide receiver uh, was originally committed to Michigan State, decommitted, now commits to Nebraska. Also, some late offers in from Mississippi State and Alabama mm. that, he, that he turned down and, and, and stuck, stuck with Nebraska, ended up committing today, and uh, signing day is next week. It is, let me make sure that I'm right. Yeah, next week, next Wednesday, because it's February 1st, I believe. Uh, so all these guys that committed, you got one more week to, to, you know, keep them honest, keep them on with your program until they sign on that on that paper and send the facts in, and uh, then they're, yeah, they're right. officially a part of your team.
1: Well, you know, I wonder, too, because, you know, with college football, and, and, and we'll kind of try to look this up and, and kind of break it down, how many people are still adding, because early signing day, has basically become signing day. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, this later signing day, you, you know, I don't know how many teams are eating, adding, uh, you know, one or two players. Nebraska already have three now, with you know, within the last 24 hours. Uh, again, let's run it down so uh, everybody can cut up. Demetrius Bell, as we mentioned, the, the newest one, uh, announced about half an hour ago, um, 6'1", 175 wide receiver out of uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Ishmael Smith-Flores, the Iowa legacy yesterday, uh, tied in 6'5", 210 uh, committed him and uh, Jeremiah Charles, the other wide receiver, uh, both from Arlington, both played under Bob Wager, the new tight end coach at Nebraska. So you can see that paying off. Uh, like I said, Jeremiah Charles, the other um, commit from high school, 6'2", 170. And he's, he's again, he's one of those track guys. He's the under-the-radar guy. Played uh, one year of college football, or excuse me, college football, high school football. <laughs> Whoa! Um, stats were nice, not, not overly, uh, you know, eye-popping or anything, but they like his speed, and they think they can mold him into a very good wide receiver certainly 6'2", 170, um, you know, he's kind of got the size there. So, um, And then, of course, they also added Jacob Hood out of the transfer portal, 6'8", 350-pounder uh, from Georgia, who mm-hmm. redshirted last year, one year at Georgia, and had decided to move on from Athens in um, and, and a huge get for Nebraska. Of course, the third uh, Georgia Bulldog to transfer to Nebraska, and they all bring a championship, at least one championship ring yes. along with them. Nebraska
0: so. South. East. I'll just call them the corn dogs. <laughs> the corn dogs. <laughs> I like that. I, like, I don't know who came up with that, but I like it a lot.
1: Yeah. I don't know who came up with it either, but I've been using it all afternoon.
0: Yeah. So um. you were talking about early signing day and how many people you know haven't signed. So I'm going through the 24-7 sports composite. And right now, um, going through the top 25 players in the class, um, I think there's three, hmm. two, three that have not yet signed with a team. Um, Deuce Robinson, a tight end, who is projected to go to Georgia. Um, Nichols Harbor is a athlete who is projected to go to South Carolina. He actually committed to South Carolina the other day, um, but again, hasn't signed yet. And then Cormani McClain, who's committed to Colorado, but has yet to sign until this, this next signing day comes around. So a, a lot of it is taken care of in that early signing day, but there are still some players who have yet to sign with their programs and wait until this February signing day. Maybe they get a couple more visits in. Um, or they're they're not going to graduate early, and they don't see any point in signing, uh, in November. November, right? Yes. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I, I was like, wait, is it December? What or November? It December? Yeah, uh, I get all the yeah. I oh, no, no, it's December. It's yeah, December, like, like December because fin- November fin- there's still games. It's December.
1: Yeah, uh, months. <laughs> but anyways, whatever uh, yeah I, I mean it's so it, it's kind of the new training in college football in um, it's it, it's just fascinating to see where all this kind of leads to again with uh, spring balls just gonna be incredibly competitive. How many of these you know high school kids can get to um, Lincoln early enough and then you you hear the same thing when you look you know read all the articles and and look into a little bit more when you when you break it down um, it is the same thing that you've heard for years. Um when I went to Lincoln I expected a cornfield and when I got there it was actually a pretty nice city. Yeah, they're like wow, this was actually <laughs>
0: really nice. It was a city and there was there were cars yeah. and there were people. Like it was amazing. <laughs> I thought it was just going to be corn and cows.
1: But I think Matt Rule does an especially good job of that. I know like that's been, you know, that's that's Husker football recruiting forever. Mm-hmm. Um but of course Lincoln has grown and become, you know, a little bit more of a metropolitan area than it was back in the day, but in any case, um it's uh it's um uh, you know Matt Rule, you know, any chance he gets to, like, he loves Lincoln. He's very impressed Mm -hmm. with Lincoln. And, you know, you have to go to, uh, you know, if you haven't been to too many college towns, you have to kind of go outside of of that bubble to go see. Not every college town is like this. A lot of college towns are just that. You know, it's not a capital city and a college town and the second biggest city in the state. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just a small college town. There's, you know, a few houses. Some of them are
0: built around the college. Like, things, things happen because of the college. Yeah. Whereas Lincoln is its own city and then also there is a college there it's yeah. still but yeah. it still feels like a college town in certain yes. parts which is very important for the students for the athletes for the coaches where they can go out and kind of have their own little bubble of of the college and the town But then you step out of that and you have the entire city of Lincoln, whereas there are some colleges you go to where it's just the college and the town and that's it. And you'll have to drive however far to get to an actual, uh, you know, big city metropolitan area to feel like you're away from everything.
1: Well, and and at the same time, too, it it does like Lincoln's not all the way wrapped around the University of Nebraska, but it's so big. I mean, downtown with Memorial Stadium, with Pinnacle Bank Arena, you can see Haymarket Park. It feels like. It feels like that's the pro team, right? That that, mm-hmm. and we said that for years too. Nebraska is the, you know, the pro team here uh, in Lincoln, in Nebraska. So uh, I, I just, I, I, always think that that would be pretty cool from an outsiders perspective to come in here. Um, and usually it, it, it works, and it's been working well for Matt Rule. Their class, by the way, then uh, now as far as uh, freshmen coming in, uh, will move up to twenty six uh, total players coming in uh, and and signing if they can get these three guys to sign here, and that moves their their ranking. You know, they're they're pushing. In the top uh, top thirty, top twenty-five, depending on where uh, you're looking. There, their transfer rankings still kind of same thing um, in the top, you know, mm-hmm. top fifteen, top twenty. Um, so very good job, and you have to remember all of this too is a transition class. And that's mm-hmm. what makes it impressive. A lot of times you do take a bit of a hit on a transition class, especially if you're Matt rule, you haven't been in college coaching these, you know, recruiting somewhere else to get these guys. Um, so it, it is, it, you have to admit uh, one way or the other, it, what regardless what you felt about the Matt rule hire. And I hope most people are jumping aboard at this time. You probably know. Yeah. You don't have it to say, and Matt Rule's <laughs> going to be Nebraska's head coach, so go ahead and cheer for him. Sorry, but it's here to I think people it. are feeling pretty – you have to feel pretty good about the start. Um, now, Obviously, I'm still a little bit worried myself about the first years that he's had at other places. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think it might take some time. I, I, I wanted to ask you a few things, kind of bleeding over from the coaches or uh, from the captain's show just to get your perspective. I understand the standard at Nebraska is not six wins. Mm-hmm. Six wins to me sounds great for year one. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's not. You're not. The thing is that you're not resetting the standard and it's not like you're going directly from what you were at to all of a sudden national championship contender, because that is that's the standard at Nebraska. Everybody knows it. The standard hasn't dropped. The standard isn't going to drop. Even with Bo Pelini with his nine wins. Everybody was not everybody. A lot of people were happy with it or content with it. But still, the standard was national championship. So it's still, you know, you're doing good. You're not doing good enough. The standard will always be national championships, at least conference championships at Nebraska. But the thing is, you have you're going to have to go through some transition periods to get to where you want to go. You can't go from four wins, from three wins, to twelve wins. I understand that that, you know, TCU went from five wins to playing in a national championship the next year. That's very rare. That does not happen very often. That barely happens ever. So Nebraska going through a transition, getting to six wins, getting to a bowl game in year one would be fantastic. Is that where you want to be in year two and year three? No. You want to build upon it. But building upon what happened before he got here is what he needs to focus on right now. He It, it would be bad. It would be terrible if he only won three, four, five games. If he gets to six wins... That is an accomplishment in itself based on where Nebraska was at before he got here. After that, then you build again the next year. You build again the next year until you're finally up to where you want to be as a university, as a coaching staff, as players, as fans. Where Nebraska should be, which is uh, conference championships, national championship, contenders, at least you know knocking on the door of the playoff, if not getting into the playoff uh, year after year. Or, you know, every other year, whatever it However, you want to put your standards, whatever your standards are football in November, wherever your standards are, that's what he's going to have to get to. But to put those on him in year one is unfair. And I understand some people will say, well, well, if you're going to bring him in, you're bringing him in because you were losing and you want to win right away. you, You have to build from where you were. Winning right away with what he's being given. And I understand he's saying these are his players now. They didn't choose him. He chose them. Whatever. He's going to say all the things that that sound great. And he's going to want to win right away. The players are going to win right away. And hell, they probably could. But getting to six wins is a great stepping stone. A, a nice little start to getting to where you want to go. I, I, I feel like it's unfair to automatically, once he gets here, say, All right, National Championship or bust big 10 west championship or bust if he finishes in the top three of the big 10 west first off you're gonna a bowl game secondly that's a great start yeah that's fantastic i i would appreciate that and i would think that that is a good start for matt rule and his coaching staff you build on that you start moving up slowly but surely until you finally get to where nebraska should be playing meaningful football games in november in december Hopefully in January.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I'd love to to act like the last eight years of Nebraska football didn't happen. They did, but that's a big hole that you dug yourself in. Um, all of them, seven out of those eight years, sub five hundred football. So um, that's that, that's what he's being asked to do. And again, you know, it can happen. It, you know, it can happen. He could just turn this thing around right away. Um, but the way that I see him doing it, with with, I mean, he's gutting that for a lot of big part 30, of this 30 team. plus additions. Yeah, is he's he's. He's planning more than just this upcoming year. Um, uh, so I, I I think six wins is, is great. And, and the best, better part about it, too, is then you can raise the standard. Exactly. Then you want to get higher than that. All right, let's take a quick break, and uh, we'll talk more Husker basketball, Husker football, coming up next year on the Ticket Water Cooler.